Hey, I'm Daniel Colburn. And I'm Caleb Porzio. Welcome to 20% Time, where two co-workers discuss one programming topic every Friday for less than 20 minutes. Woo! <laughs> Feeling it. Woo-hoo! How's it going? Come on, Morty. We gotta we gotta record a podcast. We gotta uh uh Yeah, I'm good. Um, how are you? So good. Awesome. I mean it's day after Laracon. Come on. Big week. Big week. Huge week. Big week. Huge week. I literally slept for fourteen hours. I'm not sure I've ever done that. Uh I didn't sleep for fourteen hours, but I slept for nine hours, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. You are the heaviest sleeper I've ever encountered in my entire life. I am the heaviest sleeper on on the back end of sleep. <laughs> right, right, right. On the worst sleeper on the front end of sleep, which is it's rough. Um Sounds but yeah, rough. I'm up. I mean, your I'm alarm clock was literally just going off and going off and your face is right next to it and it's a loud <laughs> alarm clock and you're not even moving. <laughs> like for yeah, a well, long I time. A, I have an Amazon Echo and you can really crank that thing up um so that's the thing that wakes me up it's i'm i know all of the people in the neighborhood hear my alarm clock <laughs> and they all wake like, up it's so loud i mean i said your name i said daniel like and then nothing louder louder and then eventually one eye opens one big long hand comes out and then shuts <laughs> off the alarm <laughs> so yeah uh yeah that's my move that's that is move. my move <laughs> I'm really, really bad at waking up, really, really bad at going to sleep. So, there right. we are. There we are. Um, mm. hmm. So, <laughs> there's no This Week in PRs because there's, like, no PRs this week. Um, yeah. Everyone who would have submitted a PR was at Laracon. Right. There, you know, and like, there was this, this lull in PRs, but I'm sure it'll just be, like, a torrential downpour over the next week, which will be exciting. PR. Down per. Um, Down per. Yep. Although Taylor is back at it, he did merge and close PRs this morning. So he's the he's man's at machine. It. My uh, temporary tattoo still hasn't washed off. I didn't shower yesterday. It's really sticky. It was a really yeah. good tattoo. <laughs> it is super good. It's it's not so temporary. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Like I always have an itch there, and every time I go to itch it, I remember that I have this gross, like sticky tattoo on my arm. <laughs> yeah, mine has collected a lot of lint. <laughs> mine like, too. I'll, you could. I'll, I'll you tweet a picture of it. It's oh, not. you could. It's like a hard outline. <laughs> like mine is very dark. Mine too. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Thanks, good stuff. Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, got to meet. Got to meet your good buddy, uh, Mitch. Mitch Jameson. You got to meet Mitch Jameson, yeah. What a guy. He is a guy. He really is. Yep. Deep, deep eyes. Deep eyes, physically? We, well, I mean, just like... Just his eyes twinkle. They twinkle. He's, yeah. you know, he's, like a, he's got twinkly he, eyes. His but face like, There's is, a lot going on behind him. Yeah, for sure. He's got, like, generally desirable facial attributes, like a good <laughs> jawline and, like, like eyebrows that kind of go over but not too far. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just... He's got that face yeah yeah um he's a looker uh tell you what i tell you <laughs> tell me what, what i tell you what yeah uh, i need a guarantee 
<laughs> this Sorry. is par- the part of the show where you say something that that I don't get or like I don't know how to connect with, and then I just say yeah, yeah. Um, I, I so hope that's we have okay. Topic? Um, we have topic. We do have topic. What's our topic? Uh, I forget. Really, it's uh, JavaScript. JavaScript. Oh. Uh, JavaScript transfer layer. Oh right, right, right. I was really excited about this topic. What? How dare I forget right. this topic after suggesting it only, you know, eighteen hours ago? <laughs> so the JavaScript transfer layer. This is so Jeffrey Way has a package called what is it called? I don't know what it's called. I just call right. it JavaScript. Me too, because the class is JavaScript. So the idea is, um, in the olden days, when you needed something from PHP inside JavaScript, you would do. Uh, I don't know. Blade. You would pass it into the you view. Would put it into Blade. I'm thinking even before Laravel. Like this is something that everybody's always oh, had to do. Oh, the way olden days. Yeah, yeah, you have to like you have to pass something into a view. Um, and make then, a little script tag. What's that? You make a little script tag. Right. You make a little script tag, and then you write your JavaScript, and then you echo out what you need to echo out. Maybe JSON and code, whatever you need to do. Um, so yeah, and I feel like there's even worse things I've done, but um, but yeah, that that's the olden days. So then Jeffrey came out with a package a while ago that um, we don't know what it's called, but you can we'll put in the show notes. Um, basically, you can write JavaScript like a class called JavaScript colon colon, and I haven't used it in a while. What is it? Put it's put put yeah yeah. So you JavaScript put, and then I think it's is it a key value pair that you say the name and then what it is? Well, there's. There's like a whole config thing, so you can set the default name of the variable. So you just pass in like an associative array into put, and okay. it stores all of that in whatever temporary variable you have set in your config. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh so useful, and I use it all the time. I think every view in my current big app has a JavaScript put in its controller. Wow. Um, I used to do that, and I never do that. And we should talk about why but but just so we all like uh, is, is that a good understanding of what we're talking about we're talking about getting your php crap inside of javascript so that you can use it on the front end that's what we're talking about um uh, that's the beginning of what we're talking about that's yeah, the beginning i also, of what we're talking about. I also want to talk about the other side of it which is like and then once your crap is there how do you update that back to php or pull down new changes from php and right, like the right. whole communication layer between javascript and laravel yeah there's so much there so Okay, so let's start with what what you were beginning to say about like every controller has has some JavaScript put in it. What what is the kind of stuff that your JavaScript putting in your in your controllers? Oh, there's lots of stuff. So uh, this is a big React app, um, and it's not like a React SPA as much. It's like a app made up of lots of little SPAs. Um, so the each individual route hosts its own SPA. So I'm not doing any front end routing or anything. Um, and so for each of those little SPAs, there's like initial state that needs to get set. Um, and the way I'm doing that to avoid making lots of HTTP requests is to just set a bunch of variables in the JavaScript put, which then get set as like the initial state for my React components. Okay. Because otherwise my only option would be to basically have my React component like go reach out into the world and acquire this data. Right. There's... I wonder, this will be interesting because I'm not a React developer um, and I do it a little bit differently, but we both have the same problem. Um, so we both, cool. like, 
in in a lot of apps, I'm sure any, anybody who's using Vue, it kind of um, I don't know. You you get to this point where some some routes are literally just Vue components. The, the routes all they do is just load a, a Vue component, you know, um, and then mm-hmm. the Vue component does the stuff. And you need to pass, and because it's not an SPA. Um, you need to pass the stuff into it, or I guess you could pull it all from an API. And I've gone that route, you know, that yep. um, going too far type thing. Yeah, I've definitely done that where I didn't feel good about this JavaScript hard coding thing. And so I thought, well, I'll just yep. make RESTful routes for everything and get it with the API. So every every single view component had like a string of Ajax requests to the same app to get the stuff. And then everything's null. And then you have the busy state. And then you have the loading wheel and all this stuff. And it just feels like garbage. Um, I think it's actually easier to do that. I thought it was, and I took it really far, and I came out on the other side and thought, man, this is not easier. Personally. For me, it's easier, but it's worse. It's easier, but it's worse. Hmm. It's it's slower, is the thing. And so, like, because it's slower, you have to worry about all the, like, loading wheel and stuff. Right, right? Yep, but it's slower. If you're comfortable with just having your page look like shit for a second while it loads, um, then it's easier. Right? How 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 is it easier? Well, because you you just you like you don't have to worry about all of that stuff on the back end and like massaging your data to be in a like a nice state where like because you need things from lots of different endpoints for your app. You don't just need like a posts list or something, right? Um, so you don't need to worry about like massaging your data into like a nice little package and then like transferring that package into all the right places in your components and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. You can just say like, "Hey, you need some data? Go get it. Here's where it here's where it lives." Right. It, it's like in one for, it's harder in in one way because you have more endpoints to deal with. Like you have to create all these endpoints and manage endpoints. You have to come up with names and controllers and and keeping them restful and this and that and and like I think you have to do that anyway though as you're going to update that data along the line. Yeah, sort of. I I guess you would. Um, I'm wondering like if you have you know the the example of let's say you have a um you're viewing a post so you, imagine that you're viewing a post you have a post I'd, page i'd right? imagine it <laughs> you have a post so you have a post route or post.show okay mm-hmm. and then you have the post post.show named route whatever and then that loads a view component and let's say you need the the post data so like in in what you're saying where you pull it from an api you pull it from mm-hmm. the endpoint called post.show so now you have an endpoint that deals with an ajax request and it deals with just a straight up you know get request to the server um and so then but like unfortunately I, on the same page you also need to load comments you also need to load the author's profile and you need to load like one other resource yeah right? that, that's definitely a good point that when it when it gets bigger there's more stuff to worry about and then the endpoints make more sense um well, one thought like as i'm going through this process where i'm thinking like i used to do things like in the same method i would do if if request is ajax you know return the thing and then if not uh you know load the view that then fires the end the ajax request that does the same thing you know and it felt really weird so then i, I would separate controllers then it, well then i would have separate controllers that one is like like a whole space that's ajax or like api prefixed you know that all those yep. endpoints are api prefixed um, yep. and then i i looked i I've been actually programming in Rails like a tiny, tiny bit for like a side project. And mm-hmm. in Rails, and, and this is actually happening on Twitter today, in Rails, when you re- it's like expected that you that you return things differently based on what the user requests. Like if the user is requesting HTML. So like when, you, when we go to in the end of our controller method, when we return 
uh, when we return something. You, mm-hmm. In Rails, you return, and I'm so unfamiliar with the syntax, but you return s- like some sort of switch statement thing. That's like if if it's if the user wants HTML, like they get this. JSON, if they, yeah, then and, and then this. Adam basically did that on the sly in his his tweet today um, mm-hmm. about that responsible thing, and he did, rec- and he's like, you know, so I have a feeling something's cooking there. As a side note, he put one of those yeah, blue we, devils. Well, I've done that. Like we on that big post source post thing. Like I we did that with endpoints. Like we did like if expects JSON, but we also did separate controllers um gotcha. so yeah we kind of did both we made like a fun little slurry of both stews okay so maybe first let's let's just talk about the strategies and then i want to dig into all that you have to say on how how you do this in react and and you know the other stuff so the the, the strategies for getting stuff from php to javascript there's jeffrey's uh, javascript package you know some some package to do that there's right. there's the raw you know echoing in your view into a script tag right uh-huh and then there's um then the, there's having having your javascript fetch it from the server itself there's having your javascript fetch it from the server yourself the thing that i've been doing that's none of those three and i've been doing this pretty hardcore um i mm-hmm. may be taking it too far but i'm really loving it where you pass everything through as properties to your view component um so i have a view component and basically when I'm defining a property, I, I do like in, in my view, I, you know, I do the component name, the tag name. Um, and mm-hmm. I know this is a little different than react, but I put the tag name and then I can pass through props. And when I pass through the props, I say like colon, um, URL to fetch posts equals. And then I bust into blade PHP. And then I say mm-hmm. echo or not echo, but route, you know, post dot show. And then it, mm-hmm. and then my view component then pulls that in. And now view has that data straight into their props. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you're still pulling it in over HTTP, right? I'm I'm not pulling it in over HTTP. I'm pulling it in. It's it's baked into the view because I'm. Oh, interesting. Does that make sense? This is a technique that it seems so obvious. Jesse Shutt from Zangle he posted a um I'll I'll put it in the show notes, but he he made a blog post on different ways to get JavaScript in your view components, and mm-hmm. he put this one as like a is a middle ground. Like here's something that I do sometimes, and I saw it and I was like. Bam! That is what I need, and so I've been loving that. Um, but we could talk about that more. So tell me, like, this is something that I'm not sure if if this is even possible in React. Like, so t- walk me through it again. Okay. So when you, all right, if I want a post dot show route, right, for Blade. Yep. Okay. I have a post controller, and then the show method just returns a view called show post mm-hmm. or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that view, all that view consists of, I mean, it, it extends my, you know, it has a content thing. So it has a layout, the full layout, but mm-hmm. in that blade template, all I have is let's say, let's say the whole thing is just a big view component. I mm-hmm. have, so let, and let's say the view component is called show post. Mm-hmm. Then I have, you know, open carrot show post. Like I'm opening a tag, like a show post tag. Cause that's how sure. view works with components. And yeah, then, yeah. And then that tag accepts uh, attributes, like just uh-huh. uh, you know component attributes, which then turn into properties on the view component. And then so when I'm defining so those you're attributes, passing a, go ahead. you're defining those attributes in Blade. In Blade, exactly. Yeah, I think that's cool. Is that possible me, in React? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, the thing I don't love about it is that. I don't know. I don't like the idea 
of like writing JavaScript in PHP, if that makes any sense. Hmm. You know, so like, I guess that was JSX. So you're writing JSX in PHP basically, right? Um, And that kind of weirds me out a little bit. Um, So in, in what way am I writing JavaScript in PHP? Well, your show post tag is JSX. Right, so that that is your React brain. In view, this is like, there's no other way. Like, that's how you do it. Like, that's how you load a component, you know? Huh. Yeah, like, the the template inside the component, that's in your single file view components. You can put an inline template, which would be what you're saying. That's the JSX part. Mm-hmm. So the actual template, like, all the DOM inside that component that... Yeah, it know, just feels weird. I would, I would rather... It's really like a component declaration. Eh, I don't know. It's yeah, no, I get it. I would rather have that in my... I, like, if you wanted to do that, I think I'm fine with it. But I would rather have the actual, like, compilation of the data happen in the controller and then pass that data to the view and then in the view just say, like, take whatever data the controller gave me and stick it in here. Yeah, that that just gives me the heebie-jeebies because it brings me back to, like, the CodeIgniter data property days where, like, you just... Every controller bundles up this big data variable that probably should be called for view and then right. passes it through to the view and then the view does stuff with it. Um, right. Which I'm like... Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I actually have... I have generators. So I have... Uh, this thing is basically an API with an admin panel to control it, right? Okay. Uh, so I have an admin data generator uh, class okay. that I call mm-hmm. that accepts... Uh, I think it just accepts the route hmm. and then it constructs the data. Wow. So it's like a view composer essentially, but like kind what of, it's composing it's like a JavaScript data. data composer. Right. It's it's like a view composer but like a JavaScript component composer. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I, the only reason I had to do it is because I needed to compile different data depending on what team the logged in user was a member of. Ah. Uh. Okay. So if if it was not like this weird like half-assed multi-tenant situation we have where we have like some teams that have certain features of the app and other teams that have different features of the app and it's right. like all very custom and bespoke for every right. team. Okay. If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have built this. But because it is and so like some like one team on one route needs like this massive object passed in and the other team needs like two properties. You know. Yeah. Right. That it's sort of like like you could do a hybrid approach. Um so the the old version of Laravel, I don't even know how long ago. It I don't even know. But recently in Laravel in the like if you do artisan make auth, you know, and it scaffolds all the auth um blade stuff. Uh-huh. The the base layout has a script tag. It says window.laravel equals and then it's basically a json object that the only property is the csrf token. Um and so he's basically like that. That's how the CSRF token gets into JavaScript, is through that through that blade layout and into this global um, mm-hmm. this global JavaScript variable call or object called uh, called Laravel. And then it's sort of mm-hmm. hinting you at like, hey, all those things, all those global things, like stick them right in here. Like maybe your user object that has stuff. Maybe your maybe um, you know is is on team has team permissions. All the stuff you can put in there. Then you have this global javascript sort of linking point and then you can pass stuff through in props you know as they change what do you think about that because that kind of sounds like yes you know so i'm for it um 
I basically did the same thing, but instead of having a Laravel object, I had like a insert name of app here object, which was like namespace to the app. Right. Yep. Uh, because I would kind of rather have that Laravel default stuff live somewhere else. Right. In, in Spark, then, it it says I think in Spark the global object's called Spark. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's what I did. Um, and so I was talking to a lot of people about this or about a lot of things relating to JavaScript and Laravel and like passing data around. And I talked to Jeffrey about it. And first of all, he didn't believe that I was using his uh, a JavaScript helper. Why? He's just like, I thought no one used that. No way. Everybody used Everybody I was like, either used I used that this on two years ago or route. still uses it. I was like, I use this on every route of every app, Jeffrey. <laughs> like, I used to use this it like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he he thought it was dead. It's super not dead. Um, But, uh, yeah, we were talking about that Laravel object. um, And I was like, wouldn't it be great if that Laravel object, and this is based on a conversation I had with someone, and I really wish I remembered who it was, but I've heard multiple people say it. um, Wouldn't it be great if that Laravel object passed an array of your application's routes? Right. So that you could do, you could use Laravel route, right? Basically, like re- named routes, yeah, in your JavaScript. And then if you change URLs or something, like you're safe. Yeah. So oh, anyway, did did Mitch say that on the in the lift? Was that like uh, Mitch might have brought it up? But I've had this conversation with like at least four people over the last three weeks yeah right and yeah a, a couple people at laracom the, the biggest yeah. motivator or the the biggest wrench in this whole javascript php operation i think the thing that stirs us all up about it is this route thing so like i used to i don't think it's the biggest but go on i do like it's it's what keeps my mind on it like um uh-huh. or at least it's a really good way to have a conversation about this stuff like sure, sure like when i i used to do i used to not use route names we, i have no idea why but i used to not and then uh-huh. in my views and in my view components, you know, I was just going to be handwriting explicit routes, you know, explicit like paths anyway. So I just would do it and not feel bad about it. But then I switched right. to all route names because it's so clean and it's, you know, avoids right. so much of those things. And it's like a, an abstraction and whatever. I love it. And right. I use that route helper everywhere. Um, obviously, right. I can't use that route helper because it's PHP. I can't use it in my single file view components, um, which is a bummer. So um so then it's like, all right, well, what do I do? Do I in, do I only in my view components, do I hard code the paths? That feels like, well, why do I use route names anywhere if I'm doing that? So I shouldn't do that. Um, so then what I've been doing is I've been passing them through the props. So I have a prop for every route that I need in a view component. Oh, and this is because you're constructing your component props in Blade. In basically. Blade, right. It's this little, it's this place where I can just say URL for, like URL for this, URL for that, or like, something endpoint or like this endpoint you know i don't have a, a strict naming convention but um and then i just do equals pop into blade throw in the route with the name and the params everything i need and then i'm good to go you know yep so that's what i've been so doing can, it doesn't feel great all the time but yeah can i paint a picture of a perfect world for you paint me the picture all right um so in a world where resources are resources have come to power right yeah. Um, and everything is resources, right? right? And it's just a bunch of One resource routes and resource controllers. Um, and your you are you know you have a resource client in your JavaScript that knows how to interact with resources and fetch them and update them and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. All you really need at that point is a list of resources. 
right? right? And then your JavaScript can do whatever it wants. So for example, say I had, say I'm in the posts section of my app where I have an index component and I have like a show component, yep. right? Yeah. All it needs to know is you are a show component dealing with posts. Mm-hmm. And then it can reach into the big global routes list right. that I'm passing in from uh, from PHP and say like, okay, well, what's the URL for posts, right? And it's like, oh, it's like slash API slash posts. So then it says slash API slash posts. I'm a show component. So, you know, show the one that I have. Right. So slash API slash post slash one get. And then it gets it and pulls it down and like returns you like a nice little object. Yep. And all of that happens in the one line of code where we said, you know, resource post show ID. Right. Right. And so in my perfect world, like, because right now in my little ES6 resource client, uh, I basically assume that your API is at slash API slash resource name. Okay. Um, But that's like a bad assumption. Right. And like, it doesn't account for like nested resources and blah, 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 blah. But like, in theory, like, you could do all of this if just everywhere in your app, you were just passing around a JavaScript God object of the name of all of your resources. Yeah. So, and all of their routes. Okay. What if you, what if you had, um, I'm trying to think of the, the problems with this. Like here's, here's my perfect world. I am still not decided on the, uh, resources in JavaScript, meaning like, um, uh, I don't know how to explain this, but like, like the spark form thing that Taylor did. And then Jeffrey put out a video on, um, a similar thing like, uh, object oriented forms in in view uh-huh. or something like that. And then, and then your thing where you, you're, you're doing a similar thing. Um, I personally am just, I'd rather see like, and this may not even be worth talking about right now, but like, um, no, I think this is the most worth talking about thing. We okay. Like about. I would rather see API, like some like, I don't know, not Axios, but whatever, whatever thing you built, like, uh, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Let's just say API, let's say, or form. So form dot, no, nah, that's bad. API dot get, and then mm-hmm. the full explicit route. And then I pass in the data and then it returns a promise that I can then, or I can catch. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Right. And yours does that for me. Right. Yeah. But I don't let you give me the full explicit route. Right, right. I don't want you to do it because I don't want you to have to do that. That's stupid. That's like garbage brain space that you don't need to be using. Yeah, I want to do that it, because I define my routes that way and I kind of want to consume them that way. And I, I don't know because I, I, I don't want to do it for the same reason I don't want to do route colon colon resource in my, in my, um, you know, my routes file. Break that down for me. Like, why don't we route colon colon resource? Because of all the I, little, I except you route colon colon resource like explicitly, or you just whenever do it whenever it's possible. Whenever possible. I don't use it at all because it just, I mean, for for a, a million different little issues. Like, it's sort of this ideal, but I just feel like getting there is so far off and all of my in-the-middle attempts just make my life harder. Um, uh-huh. Like, r- route resource, you know, I, like, um, yeah, whatever. But anyway, my point is, is that I think that's even a separate discussion because I think what both of us want and what we could both try to achieve is this the ability to use route names in JavaScript, right? Like that's kind of uh, at the core. No, that is that is a means to an end for me of using resources in JavaScript. But that is that is the problem with using resources in JavaScript. 
That is the thing that, standing that in the way between you and resources in JavaScript, right? Eh, sort of. Yeah. It's close. It is one of the main things involved with using resources in JavaScript. The other big thing with using resources in JavaScript is just being positive that you're going to get like uniform types of results from resources. And I think that's something that's pretty badly uh, defined. Gotcha. Right? So we have defined the routes. We've defined the controller method names. And like in theory, a show should return a single um like a single resource object, right? And like mm-hmm. a index should return a collection of objects and blah 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 blah. But at this point, like you're not guaranteed of that. Right. Um and so what I, I'm probably and this So you would need some up, like Laravel back end side companion to pair with this thing. Maybe like, or a trait. Okay. Yeah. Put me down as a resources in JavaScript skeptic. And and I uh, like I'm marking you up in my little book right now. Mark me up. I would love to be like shown the ways. That's cool. I'm I hope to do that. Because like a part of me sees like oh I could really get behind that. And the other part of me is like oh that could really you know restrain things and I could whatever. Anyway, but yeah. Well, I'm gonna after I get off of this podcast and then record another podcast. I am gonna hack on uh, rewriting fragile a little bit today to do this. So. That'll be a fun time. Nice. Also, the the big downside of all of this, and like, this is this is a little bit depressing to me. I care like a lot about this resources in JavaScript thing, but like, it's not as good as GraphQL and RelayJS. Mm. So that's the thing is like, as soon as Laravel natively supports GraphQL, and I don't have to use one of these weird packages, and as soon as the community as a whole like embraces RelayJS, and realizes that like you know, having API endpoints is dumb. And that, like, just having, like, full access to all of your data, however you want it, totally filtered magically, is better. Hmm. Then I think a lot of this is going to go away. Hmm. You know, like, we're not going to have, like... Like, we're not going to have to think about all of that stuff. We're not going to have to have, like, which method should I have on my, like, posts API controller, you know? It's not going to be a thing. It's like, you're, (laughs) you're... API is just one endpoint. Right. And Relay handles the rest. Yeah. That's interesting. So, like, that- you're not going to make... And that's the thing. is like, that's why I, like, kind of am super, like, skeptical slash maybe a little bit of a dick about, like, why you <laughs> why you want to use, like, the full URL. Right. I'm like, who cares about the URL? What you want to do is specify which data you want. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's and a, so like I if think you get too hot- fetishistic about your URLs, then it's like it becomes about your URLs, not about like the data, right? I love the vision. I think we're gonna have to get there in small steps, and I think the next step. But like Node is already there. Everyone else is already there. It's so silly to me that like PHP is sitting here like not on the GraphQL train. I'd, you know? I'd have to know a lot more about it to to speak on that. This is yeah, the. Uh, I should finish that blog post. Blog posts are so hard, Caleb. I start them, I never finish them. I'm supposed to be blogging today, and it's really hard. I started to write a blog post, and then I realized like Matt pretty much covers the whole thing in his book, and yeah. I shouldn't blog about it. Um, anyway, poor, so poor Logan. What I'm too. saying I forced, is, I forced Logan to teach me Elm, and that I was gonna like write this blog post about it, and like I have like a million words about Elm that is not a blog post. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Routes. Uh, what I want from this conversation, what I want you to build, and then if you don't build it, I want you to let me build, is a small little JavaScript library thing or whatever, even a blog post that shows you how to build it yourself 
that just takes all the Laravel routes and puts it into a nice JavaScript API. So I can say router, and then all I pass in is a route name. I I basically want the route helper that's in PHP in JavaScript. That's exactly what I want. And I think that's a great, like, step in the direction of of your grand vision. It's a problem that could be solved and would help you, but you don't have to get people to buy into your whole grand resources, you know, pitch. Well, and that's that's been the theory all along, is build this in little pieces that people can digest and then tell them they've actually accidentally come along for the ride to world exactly that's what you need so my only concern is that before i get to world domination i will just say that apis are dumb and use graphql yeah be careful on that i like give me give me my route helper please daniel i'll give it to you i'll give it to you today give it to me today i just went in a tinker and i popped open the router and you can get the route collection and you can turn into a big object and it gives you the name it's it's it seems like it's it's so easy and it's you don't so even easy. have to worry about the binding because the binding happens on the back end. All you need to like like grep for whatever, like mm-hmm. uh, regex the curly braces and then you know pop in what they pop in. Yep, I think that would be sweet. Yep. yep. But okay. Yep, that would be sweet. Please T- give that to me. T, Y, L. Okay. I will give it to you. Sweet. Good episode. Yeah. Good seeing you at Laracon. Nice, nice to see you. Yeah, it's good seeing you, buddy. Gave a lot, give away a lot of stickers. Yeah, lots of stickers. There were some folks on my flight, one of the who were Laravel developers, and uh, one of the guys was like, "I listen, to, I listened to your podcast on this flight," and I was like, "Whoa, that's cool. That's crazy, super crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, it turns out a lot of people listen to it, which is, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I thought I thought you people weren't real, but there you are. Yeah, there they are." So yeah. Uh-huh. Alrighty. Well, yeah, we did one early this week for Laracon, but we still wanted to get one out for Friday. So Yeah. Well, you know, it's all about producing content and uh upping your social graph. Exactly. Networking, growth hacking, graph. hashtag growth hacking. Hashtag growth. Hashtag hacking. You know, if you hashtag anything with growth hacking, you're guaranteed to get like six or seven likes, depending on what time it is. <laughs> that, that's such bots. a growth hack. That is There's there's these bots. I do it all the time. Every once in a while. Or like Every once in a while, like, I'll be bored and I'll be like, something, something, hashtag marketing, hashtag SEO, hashtag growth hacking. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, watch them come in. Hello, bots. How are you? That's great. Hilarious. Hmm. Yep. 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 There we go. All right. All right. Well, see ya. Bingo, bingo, bingo. And a big shout out to Jared White for providing this music.